We need an energy boost. The brain. It works on electrical impulse. How do we get there? W. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 438. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, newsletter, live broadcasts on Facebook every Wednesday night, my books, audio tours, and more. You can find the podcast in iTunes and everything else over at www.radio.com. So some of Walt Disney World's best and most delicious dining experiences don't require you to dress up, make advanced dining reservations, or plan ahead for it all. In fact, many of the quick service locations afford you the opportunity to try new things, including cuisine from around the world. So this week, I'm going to take you with me to one of my favorites... Tangerine Cafe in Morocco in Epcot. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more updates and announcements including upcoming events in Walt Disney World and on the road. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. showcase in Epcot Center is replete with so many hidden treasures that are hiding in plain sight and overlooked experiences. And the more you sort of spend time in a pavilion and in certain pavilions, take your time and wander through the streets and walk all the way through the back, you'll be surprised at just what you can see, what you can smell, and what you can learn. And I think one of the pavilions that is often overlooked because maybe there's no attraction, maybe there's no interest in some of the dining, is Morocco. I think there's a lot of things that make this pavilion specifically unique. And it's actually home to not one of my, just one of my favorite places to wander through and look for some of those little details. But shocker of all shockers, it's one of my favorite places to eat as well. Because the Tangerine Cafe is one of those dining locations that is a hidden gem that is hiding in plain sight. And I have spoken about it for so long, not just about how much I enjoy it, but what a great value I think it is and one of my favorite places to eat lunch. So it's only appropriate that today we... And you do just that as we do a a live dining review of Tangerine Cafe. And joining me for the first time on the show, but boy, we've known each other for a long time. We've done so many events together is Ron Thompson from the beautiful, sunny shores of St. Louis. Yes. Hi there, Lou. Yes, we've done a couple of podcasts, but never a dining review. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm hungry and ready to go. That's why we're friends, right? And we've done like events and cruises and stuff together. Yeah, Lots of cruises, events and different things. D23. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you're here not just because we both love our food and we're both hungry, but you've also uh, been so incredibly generous and supportive of things like the Dream Team Project. And that's that's how this came about, right? You won one of the auctions for the live dining review at our most recent uh, Dream Team charity auction. Yes, that's right. And it was really, it was touching with our uh, last meet and greet when you had the family there from that was a Dream Team uh, awardee. It was you really get to see why this is such an important thing to support. It's just great. It's wonderful. So really, we're doing this not just for the, we're not, well, certainly we're not doing this for ourselves. Yeah. We're not doing it for the, we're doing it for the children. It's just, <laughs> yes, yes, it's just for the children. Yeah, that's exactly right. So have you eaten, have you ever eaten out here before? Yes. Uh, actually, the uh, you talked about it on one podcast, I don't remember when it was, and my wife and I decided to try it based on what you your recommendation and we loved it so it's this has become one of our favorite places to do quick serve here at uh, at epcot and i think what happens a lot is people look and they see morocco and they walk i mean we're, we're watching and when people walk right by it we can talk about the pavilion obviously as a as a separate show but even in terms of dining i think that there's something that sometimes people say well Moroccan food, I don't, it's too scary for me. I, I wouldn't know what to order, or it's going to be spicy, and I know that there's nothing I'm going to like there on the menu. And, so, and that's one of the things I hope that we can accomplish here is, is let people know that not only is it a, not a scary menu, but it's a, it's a very easily accessible menu as well. Oh, yeah, very much so. And I, I think even there's stuff for kids, too, as well. And it's, you know, beef and lamb and chicken, and it's the, the kind of things that uh, we're used to having. It's just a little different spices, a little bit different flavors, but really easily accessible to almost any palate. I mean, even before we get inside, one of the reasons why I like Tangerine Cafe is one of the reasons why I like Katsura Grill, because it's not just what you eat, but where you actually eat it. Um, I think the atmosphere here is beautiful. It sort of represents a, a bustling yet still very peaceful Moroccan marketplace. Uh, I, I love the, the beautiful tile work, not just outside, but inside that we know was commissioned by the King of, Mor- of Morocco. This is one of the few pavilions um, that's actually not sponsored by a corporation. Uh, the King of Morocco wanted and funded this pavilion and sent his uh, 19 or so malums or artists out here to, uh, to do all the hand tiling. Even if you look at the uh, the tabletops, and we'll see the counters inside. It's sort of this this Zelliga uh, tile work, where that's this this terracotta tiling covered in enamel, and then uh, sort of baked into um, the, the plaster. Uh, even the the cracked exterior walls, the wrought iron chairs. I mean, it's very colorful. It's very lively. There's umbrellas to sit outside. There's also ample seating inside. I love the chandeliers on the inside. And if you go all the way in the back, the little hidden spot that I love, especially if you have a small group of people, is there's a little alcove right uh, inside tucked away uh, by the dessert bar. So there's plenty of seating, but it's a really wonderful atmosphere out here, too. Yeah, it really is. I love the uh, I have the wrought iron chairs, too. They're really uh, they're comfortable, but they also are very decorative. So I think what we need to do is uh, I think we need to check out the menu. And then uh, go order away because I think we should go and explain to people some of the things that are on there because, like I said, I think a lot of times people will walk by because they might be flavors or even names of things that people are not necessarily familiar with. You know, talking about atmosphere before we even get to the menu, one of the things that uh, I love about Walt Disney World and World Showcase too 
is it really is a multi-sensory experience, right? It's not just what you see and what you touch and what you can smell, that the, sort of the spices out here, but I love the ambient music in the background, too. Yeah, it always is there, and as you walk from one pavilion to the next, unless you're conscious of it, it, all, it changes, but you don't necessarily notice until you're there, and it's like, oh, wow, you know, this is now, it's Moroccan or it's French or whatever it might be. You know? Right, the, the screaming child is not normally part of the ambient music in the background, but if you listen really carefully, especially as you start to walk uh, over by... Um, the uh, the gate and the fountain, you'll hear like a rooster crowing in the background. I mean, it really is meant to be like so many of the pavilions and locations throughout Walt Disney World, as though there really are families living here. And this is really not a, uh, a promenade in Epcot Center, but a real marketplace where people live and work in Morocco. So there wasn't an audio animatronic screaming <laughs> child living here. <laughs> So we're actually looking at the menu uh, just outside, and there's a lot to it. I mean, there's six, there's nine or so different uh, items on the menu, as well as items for for kids as well. So if you do want to get chicken nuggets or hamburgers for your kid, if you're afraid maybe they they don't want to necessarily experiment, um, they do have things there. But there's a lot here. There's uh, shawarma platters, uh, which is chicken and lamb combos lamb or chicken. I like to call those the Avengers platters because, uh, and that is my go-to meal. Like, I, I can't seem to get away from the chicken and the lamb shawarma. And what I love is that, and we'll see when we go inside, because you can watch every dish is prepared to order. And they, you know, they, they cook the shawarma on the shawarma pit and they cut the meat off as it's ordered. So you know it's really fresh. They're all served with a side of hummus, uh, tabula, and a tangerine couscous salad, and the fresh Moroccan bread is awesome. Uh, and if you're like, well, I don't know necessarily what tabula is, it's a vegetarian dish that has tomatoes and parsley, mint, uh, bulgur, which is a sort of a dried cracked wheat, onion, and it's seasoned nicely with uh, olive oil, lemon juice, and salt. So it's actually what I like about these meals too is they're really nice, they're really light, um, relatively healthy too, like there's nothing fried in there. No, no, that's right. And yeah, the freshness, like you said, the, uh, they, they cook them very authentically with the meat on the spits and they slice it off just as you order it. So it's really fresh. So in addition to the platters, which run between $13.99 and $14.99, they also have uh, specialty wraps, lamb, chicken, and a falafel wrap. And that's the one that we walked over you sort of pointed to. Is that sort of your go-to meal? Yeah, I like falafel. I got introduced to that first time I was in the Middle East. And it really is it's interesting because it's a vegetarian sort of thing. You know, it's a, it doesn't have any meat in it. It's a delicious. Yeah, and it's a, usually it's a deep-fried uh, patty or a ball um, that has ground chickpeas or and or fava beans, right? Mm-hmm, right, exactly. And uh, some spices, and that it's just delicious, really. Yeah, and a lot of times you'll see falafel served. I remember, you know, be, growing up in the Northeast, going to New York, and, and finding falafel carts on the street where they're served, um, sort of wrapped up in a pita or a pocket. Right. Yeah, pita pockets. The typical way I've I've had it before, where you put these kind of like meatballish looking falafels inside the pita pocket. It's yeah. delicious. Those two. Those are served with the tangerine couscous salad and the lentil salad. The falafel is uh, under ten dollars, and the lamb and chicken are eleven ninety nine each. They also have three different Mediterranean specialties. They have the Moroccan kefta wrap for $11.99, seasoned ground beef grilled and served with fresh salsa and fries with the spicy harissa optional, a a vegetable platter, so there are a lot of vegetarian dishes here, 
falafel, the couscous salads, the hummus, the tabbouleh, lentil salad, and marinated olives. So if you are vegetarian, that's a great option. And they also have the slider combo, which is three pita pockets, a lamb, chicken, and falafel, lettuce, tomatoes, onions, cucumber, the tahini sauce, lentils, hummus, and tabbouleh. That's at $14.99. And you can also get sides of the tabbouleh, the lentils, the olives, and the couscous salad. But everything on here, Ron, again, uh, everything I've even the falafel wrap, which, which is fried, nothing here I've ever found to be uh, overly heavy. No, and it's not even the falafel that's fried. It's probably the only thing that is. It's not uh, greasy. You know, this it, it's very light. Yeah, and for me, this is such a nice diversion from so many other counter service restaurants. You know, even look, World Showcase I think is a, is a great opportunity. The counter service locations are an opportunity to sample some little flavors then and say, hey, you know what? This isn't bad. Maybe I should go and try the sit-down restaurant in Morocco or Japan or France or whatever it may be. And I think that's what Tangerine Cafe also can do. It sort of introduce you to some flavors you might not have tried before. Right. And I think this is, if you try this and like it, then uh, by all means, you know, try the uh, sit-down restaurant here in Morocco with the belly dancing and everything. And we usually do that once, at least on our trips to Epcot. We really enjoy going to the Morocco, both Tangerine Cafe and the uh, sit-down Marrakesh restaurant. Yeah. Well, listen, enough talk. We need more eat. Um, Let's make our way inside. Uh, Again, I love the interior of this location. You know, the incredibly high ceilings, uh, the, the beautiful paintings and tile work, the carvings on the wall. I mean, it's so intricately detailed. The tile work's just incredible. It really is beautiful. So you've said you've been to the Middle East before? Yeah, we've been to the Middle East before. And it's uh, we've been to Turkey and to Israel and Jordan and a couple places. We've, and this is very authentic looking. I mean, I'm not an expert, but boy, it sure looks like what we've seen there, especially like in Turkey. It's very typical Arabic uh, with the uh, designs that don't include any live things, right. you know, and that is very typical. Beautiful. Right, because the belief is that, you know, um, it, they're, they're very, they're imperfect on person, on purpose, because only Allah can make something that's perfect the same way he can only create life, and that's why there's no representations of people or animals in any of the artwork or the, the tile work. Right, yeah, it's, it's exactly right, but this is very authentic to what we saw, like, in Turkey at the, uh, at the mosques and things there. Yeah. yeah, and if you look up, I mean, the, the carvings go all the way up to, uh, you know, like sort of the soffits and on the ceilings and the chandeliers here, you know, uh, they're, they're spectacular. They really are. Chandeliers are just beautiful. Yeah, really. Very Middle Eastern looking, too. North African, I guess. And I love how as soon as you walk in, you, you get a sense of this, the spices. Again, not spicy, but the spices and the flavors. Um, and then nothing that's off-putting or overpowering. And I think sometimes that's the fear that people have like you know oh in Moroccan it's, it's going to be too spicy it's going to be uh, heavy in, in curry or, or um, you know I just don't like that type of food yeah I don't think you'll, you'll find that it's the stuff is very very tasty if, if you walk in especially if you're hungry like we are immediately it grabs you you know you think oh boy this is going to be great you know? well we're always hungry so yeah, that's true <laughs> always hungry born hungry <laughs> So one of the things I love here, especially, Ron, is as you walk up to the counter to order, they actually have prepared and wrapped samples of some of the different types of food so you can actually see what it is before you're ordering, which I think is really important because, yes, there's some photos outside, but in act two, you actually see the size of the platter and the amount of food that you get. It's hard to, de- to determine what it is. So what what um, what are you getting? What's, what's on the menu for you? Oh, man, I don't know. The uh, I think I might go for the Mediterranean sliders combo. I think that sounds good for me. Hi. Can we have a Mediterranean sliders combo, please? 
uh, I have to stick with my chicken and lamb shawarma combo. And I think just because we have to, I think we need to get a falafel wrap, too. You can't talk about falafel without actually having some falafels. And a falafel wrap, too, please. Uh, what do you want to drink? Uh, I think I'm going to set some water. Just plain water. Yeah, just a glass. Not a bottle, just a glass. I'll have a water as well, please. How do you say thank you? Shukran. Say again? Shukran. Shukran. Shukran, thank you. <laughs> Uh, you know, we got um, water, Ron, but one thing to note, too, is they also have, obviously, soft drinks. They have different beers. They also have a, a sangria and a Moroccan wine, as well as a frozen fruit drink, as well. Um, but what I love is, as you're walking down, waiting for your food, you're actually watching them prepare it, so you know it's fresh. And again, they, they're cutting the, the lamb and the meat right off the shawarma spit. Yeah, it just looks terrific up there. So we've only ordered lunch, but we haven't even touched. We'll have to come back to the pastry and coffee bar because that's a whole nother edit. Wow, that's a lot. Of, <laughs> that's a lot of food right there. Um, wow, there really is only two of us uh, and two waters, please. So, Ron, I am very excited. I don't think I've ever said. I don't think these words have ever come out of my mouth before. This is a lot of food. It really is. I'm amazed. I'm looking at this serving size. I'm thinking, wow, that's, and this is a lunch. You know, I mean, wow, this is a lot of food there. Yeah, I mean, I, it feels like, especially your, um, your three pita pockets, like, no kidding, this feels like it's three pounds worth of food. Oh, it is. This is really heavy. I mean, I'm, I don't know how we get all this down, yeah. Oh, I mean, don't worry. No falafel gets left behind. But, and that's, that's why I keep calling this a, um, such a great value, too, because I have the, uh, the shawarma platter in front of me. We'll save the falafel for next. But this is a lot of food, especially, you know, relatively speaking, too, to other counter service locations or just in general for $13, $14. Like, there, this is, I, I, I would hesitate to even call it just a lunch portion. This is a dinner sized portion of food. Yeah, this is definitely a meal. You could just, you could easily have this for dinner and be very full, very satisfied. And the, it's, it's presented beautifully. You can sort of uh, smell the freshness, especially like in the couscous and the taboul on the side and the hummus. I love the smell of the hummus and that warm, uh, the warm pita bread, too. I think that's one of the things, you know, is obviously at a, at a fancier sit-down restaurant, you expect the presentation to be really, you know, very nice. But this looks, for being on paper and that, it's, it's really nicely presented. The salads are all separate and they've kind of uh, fanned out the... Uh, the three pieces of pita it looks very very attractive yeah and so your your three pitas you have a it's a falafel a chicken and a lamb right uh-huh and then you have three i mean really healthy hearty portions on the side oh yeah these are big plus all the salad stuff too as well you know it's just a lot of food here all right so i also got uh lamb and chicken too let's go with the lamb first okay. and you know lamb is interesting because again for some people um it's either somewhat off-putting or it's an acquired taste um, but one thing I have found that I really like about the lamb here is it's not strong. It's not gamey at all. Right. Yeah, it tastes very nice. And it's also covered in that, it's sort of, it's almost like a tzatziki type sauce with uh, with onions. Yeah, I think that's, um, a lot of this stuff is kind of reminiscent, not the same, but reminiscent of Greek food. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a very Mediterranean flair. And that, um, it's almost like a... Like I said, like a tzatziki or like a yogurt sauce on it, which um, it adds like a whole nother layer of flavor to the lamb. and sort of cuts, especially on the lamb portion, it cuts the lamb, but it's super moist. I mean, because it's coming right off the spit, 
It's super moist. You don't even need a knife because it falls apart. Oh, yeah, very much so. And like you said, the uh, it's sort of like on a gyro sandwich. You find that tzatziki goes very well with the lamb. And again, there's nothing. You taste a little hint of spice, but it's not spicy at all. So you're just digging into um, into your falafel now. I'm going to move over to the uh, the chicken here. And it, when you say chicken, it's not it's neither shredded nor um, you know like a, a piece of chicken breast. It's all I mean the way it's sort of compacted onto that spit and then sliced off. Um, you know the, the way the shawarma is served is very different. But the first thing you said was how pleasantly surprised you were at just how moist it was. The chicken is, is really moist. Yeah, it's not dry at all. It's also covered with the same type of sauce, which obviously you can ask for on the side. And I love having it with um, the raw onion, too. It adds a nice little bite, a nice little crunch, different texture, um, different type of flavor, too. The sauce is, it's not overly rich, but there's a, a hint of sweetness to it, too. Mm-hmm. It is, and the, the pitas themselves are uh, actually very nice. They're not dry, or sometimes you get a pita that's kind of dry. This is very, very moist pita. And that's why I like getting the uh, the platter. It, it comes with a giant folded pita in the middle. And what I like doing is not necessarily wrapping it up and making a sandwich out of it, but ripping pieces off. And that's the way pita's supposed to be. You sort of rip pieces off of it and then have it, um, you know, as a complement along with a, a piece of the meat as well. I think that's traditionally the way Moroccans would probably eat it. Yeah. So let's quickly touch on the sides before we inhale them all. And like you said, you know, traditionally in Morocco, you would sort of take a piece of the pita, grab a piece of meat, grab some onions, and sometimes even grab some of the sides on there as well. Mine came with three. It came with the couscous, the uh, the tabula, and the hummus. And the couscous is really nice. Did you get any couscous? Try that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, use it for it. I don't care. We're all friends here. I got something else. Because the... Um, the couscous is really nice. Um, sweet. It's sweet. Yeah. Very, very sweet. That's so surprising. I don't know if it's like, um, is there like dates or something in there? Or it's, it, Oh, there's some lentils, and you can see the chickpeas in the couscous. Yeah. And then the uh, the, the greens in the, in the tabula. Oh, it's, it could be a parsley or mint, mm-hmm. I guess. And if you mix that with the meat and the pita and put some hummus as well, it adds a nice layer of texture. It adds a really nice crunch to that as well. We've got some of the sauce like this. Yeah, yeah, and we've got some of the um, the hummus. Up. I mean, they all really complement themselves well, and it really has a lot of little depths of flavor from the meat to the crunch and the uh, the bite of the onion and then the sweetness of that, and then the uh, um, you know the bread is not. Um, it's not a heavy type of a bread at all. Obviously, your, your pitas are a little bit different. This is a, a much thicker pita, pita in mind because it's meant to sort of reach down and sort of grab up with it. Right. We're minor, uh, like cut in half. There are circles cut in half and then filled with whatever, the lamb or the chicken or the falafel or whatever. Did you uh, get any of these, uh, this stuff? Though? Oh, so those, you, you lentils? Those lentils are good for you, too. So this is like a health meal. It is. Health food. Mm-hmm. Mm. So all the side salads, uh, they're all cold, but they're very fresh. I mean, I know I sort of, we keep using that word refreshing a lot, but that really is what it is. Um, And I do, and I love lentils. Um, So there's nothing on here that is, um, 
that's sort of a, a striking flavor, nothing that you might be sort of unfamiliar with either. No, and that, although the weather is, is very modest, modest today, it's like 60s, but if you were here on the typical summer afternoon when it's 115, uh, you know, and 100% humidity, this is a very refreshing yeah. kind of meal because it is cool and it's a refreshing flavor to it. And the play with this I usually get is I go to the back coffee and pastry bar and I get a Moroccan mint tea. That's really, really nice. I don't put any sugar. You don't put anything in it. You have that mint tea. It really cools you off. But um, I, I love this. I, I love this combination. And again, too, you know, it's that sort of endless dish of food because I'm eating constantly. And there's still a lot of food left in my plate. Oh, yeah. I've only done one of the three pitas. I just started the second one, the one with the lamb in it. Oh, and the lamb is just as delicious. Yeah. So, Ron, we have been eating and eating and eating, and neither of is of us is already finished with our main meal already. No, I think the sun's getting ready to go down, and we haven't finished the main <laughs> meal yet. I mean, it's just, I just now started my third pita. I, I'm amazed at just how much of food there really is. Just when I thought I was done, it pulled me back in, and I'm still going through. And, and you know, I love, again, having that pita with the sides. And the, the, the sauce is a really a nice way to finish it. But we still got the falafel to try, too. And that's got two sides. So while you go and mess with your pita, I'm going to go and grab this. This is sort of a traditional larger size pita. It's probably six inches or so in diameter. And it looks like it's filled with maybe three or four, maybe five different uh, slightly flattened uh, oval-shaped pita balls as well as the lettuce and the tomatoes and the onion and it's wrapped in a parchment paper that also comes with the side of the lentils and the sweet couscous and I sort of was dissecting through and it looks like it's um, sort of like a, a reddish raisin that is incredibly sweet it adds a nice little crunch to the couscous as well as uh, the chickpeas in there I could order a side of that and eat that all day long. It's almost like a dessert. It's so yeah. sweet. It really is sweet. Yeah. But it's a nice compliment, especially you put that in the pita with the lamb and the crunch and the bite of the onion. That's a nice, uh, you know, everything complements each other really, really well. Yeah, it really does. This has been, this, I think one of the things that stands out is how everything flows so well with each other. You don't have any kind of contrasting flavors or anything. Everything just balances out. All right, so I just sliced the falafel in half, and uh, it's it. Once I opened up the uh, the parchment paper, it sort of uh, opened up in a big way, and it was a lot. There's a lot more in there than I thought. So there were four, pretty good, maybe a little larger than golf ball size pieces of falafel, and you noticed uh, a difference in sort of the bread itself. Yeah, it seems to be like noticing our plates. There was like three types of bread. There was the the smaller pieces cut in half that was was on my plate. The one that you had that you were kind of tearing apart was different, and then this is more like reminiscent of what you see in a hero sandwich yeah. kind of thing where you wrap things into it, but three very different types of breads. Yeah, this, this pita bread is nice because <clears throat> it's thick enough to sort of hold it and make it into uh, like a sandwich. So I've recently had falafel balls over at the Skipper Canteen in Magic Kingdom, and now having been to Morocco... Uh, I'm impressed not just with the, the ones at, at the canteen, but how authentic they are. But these are actually a little bit different because I get, and if you, you sort of, if you pull the falafel out and eat it on its own, you get a little bit of heat on your palate, which gets cut by 
the lettuce and the uh, and the uh, and the sauce, but it's a nice little bit of spice uh, because otherwise it would be you know the ground chickpeas would be bland otherwise. So they really sort of spice it well. Yeah, it's very nice spicing and, and crispy on the outside because mm. it is deep fried, but it's not at all greasy. Right, it's yeah, just yeah. very delightful taste. Yeah, this is. Um, I still, I still go back to my uh, my Avenger. It's called the, the lamb and chicken shawarma platter, but I call it the Avenger. We're like the Avengers. It's like uh, Tony Stark and a not so attractive that's Captain America sitting here. Um, but I, I, I like this a lot and full. But that being said, I'm not too full because I think we can't review Tangerine Cafe without reviewing some of the Tangerine Cafe desserts. Wow, that sounds wonderful. Yep. So I'm going to tell you to stop eating unless, you, you know, unlike telling your kids, like, you need to keep eating so you can have dessert. You need to stop eating so we can have dessert. So we just spoke with one of the cast members as we were eating uh, and talking to him about how authentic the food was and says, yeah, it, it, this is very much more of almost a mix of lots of different types of food you would find throughout the Mediterranean. He said, but if you go into restaurant Marrakesh, it's very, very authentic to real Moroccan food. Right, and it, it's uh, yeah. And he even mentioned that places like you know Greece and Egypt and that this is all kind of reminiscent of that. It's a very similar Mediterranean style food. Speak of the devil, there he is back there too. I'm talking about you, Mohammed, and I appreciate you uh, you coming over and talking to us about our lunch. But we listen. We can't do a, a meal at Tangerine Cafe with having without having some authentic desserts as well. So can you take us through some of the different desserts? We have a baklava. We have like four kind of baklava: the pistachio, cashew, and the chocolate honey baklava. And also the most famous one, the walnut baklava. It comes with the honey, the walnut, and it's the most famous. So maybe you can try the. My favorite one is the pistachio baklava. So it depends on the pistachio. Let me show you. Okay. And we'll take pickles, but baklava is, uh, it's sort of, it's layers of like a, a phyllo dough, yeah? Exactly, yeah. It's layers of pastry, and inside you find honey, you find walnuts, you find some almonds as well. It's a lot of sweetness for the walnuts. But it's a health food, because it's nuts and yeah, honey, right? Yeah. It is actually a healthy, a healthy dessert, you know? You find honey instead of uh, like a lot of uh, sugar, etc. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a very good choice as dessert. So yeah, maybe you can try this one, the pistachio baklava. Otherwise, you have this walnut, uh, um, this one with chocolate honey. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sweet as well. Walnuts and uh, this walnut chocolate. We have two very sweet. The other ones, the pistachio, cashew, and the... Uh, and uh, let me see. Pistachio, cashew are not very, very sweet. So it depends on some people. They prefer it sweet. Others they don't prefer it sweet. What is so. this uh, one over here that looks like? Is that the cashew? Like, is that cashew? This is cashew. Yeah, it's not sweet either. So cashew, pistachio, and mm-hmm. um, are not sweet. So maybe we should try. Maybe we should try a uh, a pistachio and. What do you think? What's another one? Well, whatever you like. I mean, uh, pistachio. I, I, this one is good as well. The chocolate honey. Chocolate? I think, yeah. yeah. How can you get like a chocolate? A pistachio and a chocolate honey, yeah. please. Yeah. Sounds good. <clears throat> and there's a, a wide variety. So this is a, um, it's almost like a separate little uh, place. Like you actually you have to order separately here than you would in Tangerine Cafe, although it's right next door. But it's a little sort of coffee bar. Uh, there's Tangerine Coffee that has an orange liqueur. Yeah. A Casbah Coffee with hazel, hello, hazelnut liqueur. Yeah, this coffee comes with liqueurs, yeah. We have this Tangerine Coffee, it comes with orange liqueur. 
the other one, Casper, comes with hazelnut. This one is very good, Casper coffee. So those who like, like uh, with the liquor and the alcohol stuff with coffee, Casper is my favorite. We have also Casablanca coffee. It comes with the vanilla liquor, skirt as well. And this side we have the regular coffees. Um, it comes without alcohol. My favorite is Moorish coffee. It comes with a little bit of nutmeg and the cinnamon and also this water, uh, orange water blossom, you know, wow. just, yeah. Also it's an espresso with cinnamon and nutmeg. Exactly, oh, and wow. then you add the espresso. It's like perfect match and it smells very, very good. And most of the people, they love it. I mean, it yeah. Really yeah. And I love the, uh, I was just saying before, I love the Moroccan mint tea, especially when it's really hot out. Yeah. But you can also get it hot too, which is nice. Yeah, you have iced and hot here. We can, you can add like uh, iced or, or hot. My, my, the best one is hot, you know. And we pour it like this the Moroccan way we pour it you, you up and then you pour the, the tea so this is like the traditional way of pouring tea oh, nice. I'm oh, have a red and white sangria you've got Moroccan wine by the glass yeah, and mimosas this. too yeah we have this Moroccan wine the white wine it comes uh, from Mekna city it's called the Trois Domaines or Ksar and it's very it's dry white wine and uh, yeah it's very good wine yeah you have uh, strawberry and tangerine daiquiris, I guess, in a, uh, in a souvenir exactly. uh, like daiquiri it, glass. Yeah, if you like it in a cup of souvenir. Or uh, most of the people, they take just the regular cup and we add this uh, strawberry or uh, uh, this one, the habibi. You call it habibi, but it's like a tangerine fruit, you know. Okay. And you add some orange uh, liquor and also this uh, rum. We have this uh, rum and orange liquor. You add it to the... the to the tangerine. How I, I got hungry again. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just to smell it, to be here yeah. in tangerine coffee with all these flavors and smells, you, you get hungry. <laughs> all right. So let's do, we're going to do the chocolate honey baklava, a pistachio baklava. Do you want a, a beverage? I, I guess I got kind of curious about the Moorish coffee. That's how uh, you, yeah, you really raised my uh, interest. I think you're going to regret it. It's very, very good coffee. And uh, I think I'm going to rock the Casbah coffee with the, with the hazelnut liqueur, please. This is a nice day. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, this is good. This I'm, is good. I'm so happy we got stretchy pants on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Moroccan. They're Moroccan stretchy pants. <laughs> Harem pants. That's what they are. Harem pants. So he's explaining as he's preparing your Moorish coffee, he put a little bit of cinnamon, a lot of cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg because he said it's strong, and then the uh, the orange blossom water, and then he sort of then he puts the espresso on top. Right, right. Espresso on the top. Yeah. Watching it being made is really interesting. Yeah. We were saying before that's the other thing too you know everything here is made fresh to order you know your your shawarma is cut right off it hasn't been sort of sitting there yeah so this is the caspa coffee right there we have this uh, all kind of sugars and so you can add it if you want with sugar some people they ask also for some little bit of milk they add it to that but yeah majority they take it like this way and yeah it's perfect match with baklava and moorish coffee it's beautiful good choice so I hope you enjoy it, guys. Yes, and I'll have a, a, a Casbah coffee, please. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. This is the Casbah. Oh, this is the Casbah. Oh, this is the Moorish. As you can smell, you can smell it from yeah. far away. You can smell the Moorish coffee. It's very, very good, and it tastes perfect. Oh yeah, you yeah. really yeah. I can smell it here. It's has some smell? very yeah. nice. And it's not a um, it's not a strong like a, like a burnt or a bitter coffee smell. No. You can really smell the cinnamon and, and the nutmeg from there too. Yeah, you really can. That smells like real good, fresh, rich coffees. 
this is nice. I'm excited. Mohammed, thank you so much. You've been very helpful. I really appreciate it. She told me how to say thank you, but I forgot. We say shukran. Shukran, yes. And when you come here, we say marhaba. Like, welcome here in Tangerine. So marhaba, guys, anytime you want. And that's what, yeah, that's right. I love, you know, this is the pavilion that's meant to be explored and wandered through, and you sort of get yourself a little lost back there to a certain degree, walking through uh, the marketplace and the shops. But we sat down here with our coffee and our baklava, and again, we're talking about sort of the the aromas of the two coffees. Um, you know, they're not strong at all, but they're very uh, they're very appetizing. Yeah, very, very pleasing. Uh, very different, you know, than, than what you'd find in typical American coffees and stuff like that. Strong uh, flavor, but just delicious. Yeah, so you, you like your coffee, and it, you're, you're having it exactly how it was served, with just the cinnamon and the nutmeg and the, uh, the orange flower water. Orange, yeah, and the orange water. It tastes delicious, yeah. I don't eat, I drink regular coffee black, and this is the same way, not putting sugar or anything. It just tastes delicious. So when I have the uh, the coffee with the hazelnut in it, oh yeah, you don't need sugar, you don't need milk. It uh, warms your bones, and that the hazelnut offers just enough sweetness to cut the bitterness of the coffee. So you really, because I normally have milk in my coffee and sugar, but you don't need it at all, at all with this. But now, because sometimes I think like coffee, like good coffee is like a, a fine wine or even like a craft beer. When you pair it with the right food, it makes not just the food taste better, but the coffee taste better. So again, we went with the pistachio baklava and the chocolate honey baklava. Um, I'm going to get a knife. Let's cut these things up. Yeah. You know, we were just mentioning, too, as we were sitting down, you know, Mohammed. Such a, a wonderful cast member, and I love that. I, you know, especially here in World Showcase, I love seeing cast members, obviously native uh, to the, the, the pavilions, countries, who are so proud, not just of the restaurant or the or the location that he works in, but his culture and his heritage and his food. And you can see, you know, the passion about what he talks about that with. And, and that's what I love seeing here. And that's why I, I, I enjoy World Showcase so much, because you get to meet so many interesting people, um, and I think it's a it's great educational opportunity as well, not just for kids, but for adults. Yeah, and they and they really are anxious to share that with you. you know, they want to talk to you about it. If you if you show some interest in that, they're more than happy to discuss things about their country, their culture, and their foods and stuff like that. It's really nice. Yeah, he approached us as we were sitting outside, making sure everything was okay, and I just asked, started asking him a question, and uh, we started a dialogue and uh, a real friendly conversation. But speaking of sharing, I'm excited to share the baklava with you. You are my guest. You pick which one you'd like to try first. Let's try the chocolate one. This looks interesting. So the chocolate is, um, it's almost like a little roll, um, like sort of like a little chocolate. <laughs> Stylistically, it looks very different than what I think of the, the other one is the pistachio is much more traditional baklava look. This is more, uh, it's, it's definitely circular chocolate on the top, so that it's wrapped in the phyllo dough rather than layered as much, it looks like. Well, we cut it in half and you can see just the layers of the chocolate on the inside. Hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 
Wait a minute. <laughs> it's sticky and sweet. Uh, it's served cold, right? So it's not a, a warm pastry. It comes out of the refrigerated pastry um, display case. But you taste the, the honey, and I love the, the crunchiness of the dough and the sweetness of the chocolate. Oh, yeah, and the nuts in there, too. It's, it will peg your sweet meter very quickly. It's delicious. But that, with this cup of nice warm coffee, this is a really, I could do this all night long. Absolutely wonderful. I am. It's nice because the coffee does cut the sweetness of it. It's a really nice compliment. Um, like I wouldn't have the baklava and probably one of the sweet frozen drinks. That might that would be too much sweetness. But that little bit of the hint of the bitterness in the in the black coffee, you're right, cuts that very nicely. I don't want to get too full, so I'm going to move right over to the pistachio. And you're right, this is um, sort of the square layered phyllo dough. And a really, we, again, we cut this. I forgot to take pictures. We, we, we were so excited. Um, we cut it in half, but you can see it, it's a thick layer of pistachio yeah. on the bottom. Okay, let's try oh. this one here. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's delicious, too. And very different taste, yeah. too. And taste the honey. That's similar to the other one. But the pistachio Much less sweet, different. different texture because of the crunchiness of, ah, oh, I, I like this one better than the chocolate. Yeah. I'd have to agree. I think this would be my choice. Mmm. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other one was good. This is great. And the baklava desserts were just a couple of dollars each. I mean, it's maybe two, two fifty, three dollars or somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And the coffees weren't overly priced either. It was, yeah. I think, the Moorish was three fifty or something. I don't. I think know. the ones with the liqueur are probably around six dollars. Yeah, yeah, but that's got the liqueur in, so you'd expect that. Mm. Oh, that's really good. So, is it traditional in Morocco to just take a nap after your lunch? Because it's exactly what I feel like. It's Mexico only. Not Morocco. And I say that jokingly, but I'll tell you, Ron, we ate a lot of food today. Um, oh, yeah. We certainly ordered more than two adult males should be ordering to, to have. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I think that the the shawarma platter, especially for lunch, could almost be shared, um, you know, by adults. Especially if you're going to plan on having, whether it's a baklava here or dessert elsewhere, you could almost share that platter. That would be enough for two. But one of those, and this is for a nice dessert and a cup of coffee, it's less than $20, uh, and it's a lot of food. But I don't feel... I don't feel, you know, oh, I shouldn't have eaten so much. I don't feel bloated. You know, there wasn't really, other than the, the falafel, nothing really was fried. Um, obviously, this has the, the, the sweetness from the dough and the honey, but um, it, everything was still very light. Mm. <clears throat> As I sick more food in my mouth. That's yeah. why I waited for it. <laughs> I, I noticed that. Yeah, it's interesting because with Middle Eastern flavors, they really didn't use sugarcane or corn syrup like we use. So you get the natural sweetness from the honey, and it's just it's just mind-boggling how good it is. Yeah, this was uh, this is a really nice day. This is a, a really nice afternoon, and it's a nice dining experience without maybe the time and the expense and the ADRs of having to do like a full-blown sit-down lunch. You could have something delicious, something unique, something very different, something exotic. Uh, but not scary by coming to Tangerine Cafe. So I want to hear from you. 
listeners. Have you ever been to Tangerine Cafe before? If so, what's your go-to? What's your favorite thing on the meal, uh, on the menu? And if, you're, if you haven't been here before, I encourage you to try it. And if you do, call into the voicemail from here, 407-900-9391. Let me know exactly what you thought and or if you would like a dining buddy. To you, Ron, my dining buddy, uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your vacation to join me today for your incredible generosity uh, to the Make-A-Wish Foundation through our Dream Team Project and for the friendship that you've extended to me over the years. Uh, I have really, really enjoyed this, and we have to do it again. Well, thank you for inviting me, Lou. I really enjoyed it. Great meal, great times. It's good to be with you. And if you want to find you, like, online, Twitter, or anything like that? Uh, Disney Dragons, at Disney Dragons on Twitter, and uh, Ron Thompson on uh, Facebook. So... I will, uh, I will link you up and cheers, my friend. Cheers. I don't know how to say cheers. Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week. I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear. If you think you have the answer right, you can enter via email for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, and this week, and Probably next week. I have been in a Disney Cruise Line kind of mood after our ninth anniversary cruise on the Disney Fantasy. An incredibly memorable and fun time. Anyway, the question I asked you last week was about the statues in the atrium lobbies. Each of the four Disney ships, the Magic, the Wonder, the Dream, and the Fantasy, has a character statue in the lobby. And your question was simply to tell me what statues are in the lobbies of what ships. And of course, on the original ship, the Disney Magic, you can find a statue of Mickey at the helm. On the Wonder, you can find a statue of Ariel. On the Dream, you can find Admiral Donald striking a pose. And on the Disney Fantasy is the beautiful vintage Mademoiselle Minnie Mouse. I took all of the correct entries. And again, thanks to the nearly thousand of you that entered and got this one correct. You were playing for the 102 Ways to Save Money for an At Walt Disney World book. All seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the parks, both of which you can find at the shop at www.radio.com. And two items you can't find in the shop, a WDW Radio Magic Band cover and one of our exclusive cruise backpacks and travel mugs that everybody who was on the cruise got last week on the Fantasy. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is... Jessica Montesano. So, Jessica, congratulations. Please email me your address. I'll get your package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Forget about it. Move forward. Put your behind in the past or put your past, but whatever it is, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, obviously, we're talking about Morocco. Let's stay in Morocco. And your question this week is simple, and hopefully you have taken the time to explore and wander the streets of this beautiful pavilion. Tell me... What is the name of the area in Morocco which represents a typical Moroccan home? You'll find that there's the wandering streets and the alleyways, and there's also a section that represents a typical Moroccan home. 
That building has a specific name. Tell me what it is. You have until Sunday, February 28th at 11.59 p.m. Again, you'll play for the 102 Ways to Save Money book, all the audio tours, the Magic Band cover. And you know what? If you want one, I'll send you a cruise backpack and mug as well. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Thanks again to all the new members of the WW Radio Nation, including John and Elaine Tevens, Rick and Rob G. If you want to help the show and get exclusive rewards every month, including scavenger hunts, access to our private group, personalized Magic Band covers, logo gear, backpacks, care packages every month from Walt Disney World and more, visit www.radionation.com. Don't forget to watch and chat with me live every Wednesday night at facebook.com slash Follow me there. Turn on notifications. Be part of the conversation and community. Also get alerts whenever I go live from the parks and when I am out and about. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, everywhere else at Lou Mangiello. And if you have a question you want answered on the air, email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail. Be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. Of course, you know that as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So visit the events page at www.radio.com or at facebook.com slash Find out about upcoming meet and events in Walt Disney World and on the road. Thanks to everybody who came to Katsura Grill this past weekend. Congratulations to all of the runners, walkers, cheerers, and volunteers at the Princess Half Marathon Weekend. I'm currently trying to schedule the March meet of the month as quickly as I can. I'm going to be traveling to the Philippines for about two weeks in March. And then when I come back, it's going to be Easter and spring break holiday weekends. But I will get something on the books and on Facebook as soon as possible. I'll also be traveling to other locations on the road, including Iowa in April. Also, Saturday, June 4th, I can announce I'm going to be part of something called Ed Camp Magic. So if you are a teacher or educator and are in the Orlando area, you can find out what teachers can learn from Disney. We're going to be doing a panel about Disney and education. I'll be there. Jim Corcus is going to be there. If you visit www.radio.com slash edcampmagic, you can find out more and get tickets there. I'll be in Chicago in July. Stay tuned for dates and details soon. And then on November 4th, we'll be at the beginning of our e-ticket adventure from New York on the Magic to Puerto Rico. We'll also be doing other events, meets on the road, running team events, and lots more. And if I can come speak to your business, to your conference or school, or help you turn your passion into profession, visit lumangelo.com. Find out how I may be able to help you in some way. Speaking of help, Big thanks for all the help from MouseFanTravel.com. They're our official and recommended travel provider. They've sponsored the cruise. They're sponsoring New Orleans this coming up weekend. And they can help you visit World, Land, Adventures by Disney, Aulani, anywhere in between, anywhere on the planet. You can go and visit them at MouseFanTravel.com. And thanks to little Timmy Foster over at Celebrations Press, where he's putting out amazing stuff with Celebrations Magazine. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Not sure how? Tweet out a link to this week's show or your favorite episode. Better yet, share it on Facebook to your friends or in a Disney group that you think might enjoy it. And please take just a minute and go to iTunes and rate and review the show there. It's incredibly helpful. And thanks to you, we have more than a thousand five-star reviews. Because of you, we reached number two overall in iTunes among every podcast 
And I'm so grateful to recent reviewers like Brian and Brittany Becker, Starchild PR, who says this podcast is a place where magic lives other than the Disney parks, to A.R. Mavis, Gabriel's Angel, and M. Phila82. You can visit www.radio.com slash iTunes for a link to iTunes and find out exactly how to rate and review the show. And finally, and most importantly, I am incredibly grateful to you and for you for sharing your time with me, for allowing to share my passion through the show with you. And I want you to do the same thing, to feel the same way, be excited about what you do every single day. So take that next step, whatever it is, however small it may be, you know the direction you need to go to get where you want to be. So go take that first step and always keep moving forward. I hope that you have an amazing, amazing week this week. I hope to see you on Facebook Live on Wednesday in New Orleans this weekend and back here on the show next week. Thanks again. See ya. Hey, Lou, this is Wes Snyder, 365 Days of Disney on Twitter, and I'm just singing songs with my daughter, and here's the one that she came up with. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow. No, there isn't all the snow. Have a good day. Enjoy Florida and no snow. Hey, Lou, it's Sean Croft calling from Long Island, New York. Just wanted to say uh, your show that you just did on Run Disney and, and being a part of it uh, was absolutely spectacular. I was literally beaming listening to it uh, because it brought back so many great memories of my first Run Disney experience and my first WDW radio running team experience, which was this past November at the Winer Bound Half Marathon. Uh, you guys were so good to Jackie and I. You know, you made us feel like we've known you for years. Um, and for anybody that, that is a runner that, that has thought about joining the team and hasn't joined the team, you've got to do it. These people are just incredible. They're inspiring. They, they pick you up when you're feeling down, not just uh, when you're on the track or on the street, but just in general. These are some great people. You surround yourself with positivity. It's just through the roof. And to, to raise money for the Dream Team Project, we're very lucky, a lot of us, that we're able to go the parks as often as we do some people are not going to be as fortunate so for us to be able to do what we enjoy to do with people that we love being around and to bring a sick child and their family into the park to to really give them a great memory for the entire family there's nothing better so lou thanks again for all that you do i loved that episode and uh as walt says and as you say keep moving forward and we'll talk to you soon Hello, Lou Mangiello. This is Andrew Thompson Cullen from Quinnell, Canada. Um, today is Thursday, so I wanted to do a throwback Thursday for me. Um, my very first time, uh, I went to Disneyland in Anaheim, California. I was about like seven or nine years old. And when I was there, Toontown wasn't even open yet, and I got to go into Toontown um, before it opened, like before everyone got to go in there. So it was really cool to actually go into uh, Mickey's Toontown in Anaheim, California there. And I, I was like really excited. And every time I go back there, I'm like, wow, I remember my first time here. It was so cool. I went on like, I didn't go on the Roger Rabbit because uh, uh, it was too scary for me. So I got to enjoy this stuff like the Chippendale stuff. And it was a cool experience to go to see uh, Mickey's Toontown before it actually opened to the public. So that was a great 
like throwback Thursday thing for me. Well, uh, have a good time doing more podcasts, and I'm looking forward to hearing you. Okay, bye. You've got a friend in me. Yeah. Excuse me? Are you looking at me? Did you rub my lamp? Did you wake me up? Did you bring me here? And all of a sudden you're walking out on me? I don't think so. Not right now. You're getting your wishes, so sit down!